Hello, this is David Brim, and I'm the founder of Orlando Entrepreneurs. We are the hub for Orlando entrepreneurship, and our mission is to connect, cultivate, and celebrate our local entrepreneurs. We bring together our local entrepreneurial ecosystem to help impact our entrepreneurs, their companies, and our local economy. Learn more at orlandoentrepreneurs.org. Now over to Josh Wilson to get forward with our show. Good day, everyone. Welcome to the Orlando Entrepreneur Show. My name is Josh. I'm an entrepreneur traveling around having conversations with other guys and gals who are building some great stuff here in Orlando. And I want to share it with the audience to give you guys hope, inspiration, education, and maybe even some good golden nuggets of wisdom from uh, some of our guests. So on today's show, we're going to have a conversation with uh, Mark Gebhardt. Did I say that right? Yes, you did. Awesome. With Community Doctors. So, Mark, welcome to the show. Thank you so very much. I'm really pleased to be here, needless to say. Anytime that we can get our message out, especially to other entrepreneurs, it's wonderful. As yeah. uh, I suppose I would put myself in that category in that my whole working life, I probably had three or four years of actually working for a company. Outside of that, um, I like the freedom, the flexibility. Needless to say, the ups are wonderful. The downs are horrible, <laughs> but it keeps driving you forward because uh, there's nothing like punching a clock, and uh, that's not what my life has necessarily necessarily been. So uh, I enjoy the entrepreneurial side, yeah. ups or downs. Well, well, we'll get into some of those ups and downs, and we'll, we'll share some of your experiences there. But uh, you know, why don't you give us an idea of who you are and what you do? Sure. Well, um, we moved to Florida about 34 years ago, so it's just been wonderful from Texas. And uh, love Florida, fantastic state. Started in Fort Myers now. Uh, we're in Orlando and been here over 30 years. I've got four children. I have four grandchildren, which are the loves of my life. And uh, you know, now what I think in terms of is what can I do to set the stage for that next generation? And to me, that's very important. Not to say that my children are not successful, they are, but I think any parent kind of has that wish that if you are in business and you are entrepreneurial that maybe one, two, three, or four will follow in the footsteps. You just never know. So uh, that's always been always been the goal. We're fortunate enough that through the years my children have worked for me through you know different spaces of time and, uh, and that's a real blessing. So we just keep moving forward and we try and keep our finger on the pulse of exciting things that are happening in the marketplace as to you know what, what holes can we fill. And that's where, that's where Community Doctors was formed. Okay. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit about what Community Doctors is? Well, I've got an extensive background in the employee benefit world. And needless to say, anyone that's listening would probably agree with this statement that the health insurance world right now is a train wreck. It's been very, very frustrating over the last six, seven years. The prices have gone up, deductibles have gone up, many people can no longer afford to have insurance coverage, a lot of part-time people, that's just not even on the plate. So we looked and we said, okay, what can we do that would help persons of average income or persons with high deductibles that don't seek health care? Because let's face it, a lot of times going to an urgent care center and spending a few hundred dollars many times means a bill won't get paid because it's not inexpensive to go to an urgent care center when you're in need. So we looked at me and said, okay, what could we do and put together a program that would satisfy the basic health care needs? What services can we, can we aggregate? And that's what Community Doctors is. So I'll give you it in a nutshell, kind of the Reader's Digest, and then I can dive in deeper if you like. The fundamental I, what I call the cornerstone of medicine is access to physicians. 
nothing happens unless you've got a doctor. And that doctor is going to obviously diagnose and spin you in the right direction, hopefully, by whether it be a, a prescription drug or whatever the case might be. But at the end of the day, we focus and what the core is, is through telemedicine. Now, telemedicine is, is not new. It's been around about 20 years, but it's been gaining gigantic participation uh, over the last five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years because of the reasons I've already outlined. And what telemedicine does, it allows, and this is our customers, it allows access within 15 minutes of a phone call, which is off the charts, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, to board-certified physicians and pediatricians. Now, here's what's great. With it either on phone, as in you know, just a conversation, or video, and I'll give you some examples as far as where the video would really come into play, but the long and the short of it is 24 hours a day, seven days a week, you can access a board-certified doctor. And here's the beauty. If you're in Florida, you're getting Florida docs. If you're in Texas, you're getting Texas doctors. And the story goes on. So it's not like you're grabbing a call center somewhere offshore that you're having a hard time communicating and it just doesn't seem to work. So that is a critical component. The second aspect that we built in is a 24-hour nurse line. We did that because of my personal experiences when my children were young. There were so many times that I didn't need a doctor, but we just needed access to a medical professional. And actually, Florida Hospital had that resource 20-some-odd years ago, whereas they had a, a, a call center of registered nurses that you could call into and ask any kind of medical questions, such as, do I have a drug interaction? Very good friend of mine is just a quick example. He is a single dad. His daughter was 10 years old. She was on antibiotics and she was getting sick. And he says, oh my gosh, I wonder if I can give her a Sudafed or whatever the case might be. Had no idea, it was late at night. So there was no urgent care, there was nothing he could do. So we picked up the phone to the nurse line and said, look, my daughter's on this antibiotic. If I give her something else, am I gonna have a problem with interaction? And in three seconds, the nurse said, no, absolutely. You're good to go. And that put his mind at ease. So that's the nurse line component. I have other stories that I could tell you, but it's a, it's a wonderful resource. The next component is access to dental, basic dental care. And we have a relationship with the Aetna Dental Network, which has over 200,000 locations nationwide. So yes, you need a doctor, yes, you need nurses, and yes, you need dental care, especially when you have a toothache, you got a cavity that's got filled, and you don't have dental insurance. At least now we can provide you network discounts that'll range up to about 50%, which is phenomenal with a tremendous vehicle of, of how many people. Next, we have laboratory services. If you have ever used laboratory services and looked at the retail rate, I kind of tease you want to get a second mortgage on your house, it's going to cost you so much money. Not really, but you get the point. The long and the short of it is we have a wonderful relationship with an organization that provides direct access to Quest Labs nationwide at deep discounts. So here's the way that it works. You know that you've got to have some laboratory testing. Maybe it's just something that you want to do on an annual basis, your wellness, just to make sure everything's working right and everything's looking good. Or maybe you're a diabetic, you've got to check that A1C. Or maybe you're on a statin drug you know, for high cholesterol. You've got to manage that every 90 days. Well, instead of having to go to a doctor, incur the expense of a doctor, you just simply order online, prepay for the discounted lab, go to Quest with your lab order, and when it comes back, it comes back to your secure portal. So if you choose to take that information to your primary care physician, do it. If you just want to know it for your own reason, you certainly can. And finally, wrapping up pharmaceuticals. Needless to say, 
there's so many needs when a person has to have a pharmaceutical uh, prescription and our doctors can write pharma. The only thing they cannot write is any kind of a narcotic for the obvious reason. Um, you know, oxycontins, those types of things. Excuse me. That's going to wind up being much more uh, intense. But the general, you know, Z-Packs to whatever. I had a client as an example, had conjunctivitis. Pink eye, right? Uh, yeah. So what's the deal? Well, go to the urgent care center, spend $200, to get a $7 prescription, ouch. With us, you pick up the phone, 15 minutes later, the doc's calling in the, uh, the, the prescription to your favorite pharmacy. So, I mean, that's, community doctors is just great like that. And we've got stories after stories. I could, I could go on for hours and bore your listeners to death. Yeah, you know. But anyway, it's neat. So, ladies and gentlemen, listening into the audience, like, as Mark describes what he's doing, like, he's got this big, this huge grin on his face as he's sharing this. So, you could tell that this is exciting for him and he's, he's passionate about it. Um, Mark, when did you get the idea for this? Like, when did this company start? We began Community Doctor about 18 months ago. The first step was we had to aggregate. What were the core benefits? <clears throat> Excuse me that we needed to bring in. And so through my background and experience of employee benefits for over 20 years, I felt that we had a pretty good finger on the pulse of what the basic healthcare needs of every person is. And here's an interesting statistic. When you think in terms of, well, can I use that as a primary care physician? No, that's not exactly what our intention is. Our intention is to be able to provide you access to these services. Uh, you know, on an as-needed basis, but not to replace a primary care physician necessarily. But here's the point. Statistically, and this is our internal statistics as well as through the American Medical Association, and that is seven times out of ten, that's a lot, 70% of the times that you'd go to a doctor's office, it could have been handled by phone or video. So not only is it a tremendous vehicle for time savings, but let's think about it this way. You're at work. You need to go see a doctor. You walk in at a two o'clock appointment, they're gonna see you at two o'clock, we all know better than that. So at the end of the day, you're taking off work, depending upon who your employer is, you may have to punch out, now you're losing time, your employer's losing productivity from you not being there. You're there for a couple of hours by the time it's all said and done, by the time you get back, where you could have picked up the phone, nice. Now here's something else that's really important. Telemedicine is baked into a lot of group insurance plans. They offer it now on a great, great frequency. But there's a big difference between that and our business model. When you have a telemedicine benefit baked into a group insurance plan, for the most part, there's going to wind up being some kind of a copay, for lack of a better term. Okay, There's going to be a fee that's going to be incurred. So that'll range anywhere from $40 to $50. Now remember the statistic of 7 times out of 10. With our program, there is no expenditure. There is no fee for utilization. You can use our platform as often as you need, as many times as you need, and there's no additional expense incurred outside of your monthly membership fee, which we'll talk about, I guess, in just a few minutes. But at the end of the day, our business model being made available to individual consumers is what makes us so hot because you a lot of times are working for a smaller company, five or 10 employees, and the cost of group insurance is so horrific, it's sort of like, well, here's a few hundred dollars everybody fend for themselves. Employers have different ways of covering you know, health insurance costs for their employees, or don't do anything. So we have an example, we have a, a large national franchise organization that has contracted with us for the benefit of their members. Here's the way it works. If you buy the franchise, I'm gonna suggest you're fairly well healed. 
you had to pay the money to get that franchise, get the store, so on and so forth. The facilities typically have about four employees. And these are folks about 12 bucks an hour. Well, you know, you might have a lot of money as the franchise uh, or a franchisee that purchased, but you can't really pay for benefits for all those employees. So what they'll do is they'll offer or provide, for the most part, the community doctor's program to those $12 an hour employees. Why? Because it keeps a healthy workforce. You don't want to be with a employer scenario where two or three of your employees are sick because they didn't seek medical care. Why? Because they couldn't afford it. So now you have you know productivity that gets affected. So not only do we have a tremendous vehicle to help people with basic health care needs, we also have a tremendous vehicle to help employers keep a healthy workforce. And what does it cost? About 10 cents an hour added to the payroll. Seriously, is that going to hit a P&L statement? I tend to think not. Hmm. So before this, you were in employee benefits, mm -hmm. and that's kind of your background. Yep. So working in that, is, is that where you started to notice issues or problems that turned into creating this? I would suggest that the employee benefits really gave me a great fundamental background. But I'm going to suggest that with everything that was taking place and the changes in the healthcare industry as a whole for health insurance, that was my spur. That's why I said, okay, you've got too many people that are opting out. Now, as I understand that the, the, the mandates were forcing people to purchase insurance, otherwise they'd have a tax penalty. That's gone as of 2019. So now people are not mandated to purchase, which is a big, big difference. Now, some people do get supplements, but here's the thing. Not everyone can even afford that supplemental rate that the government is offsetting, right? Yeah. So therefore, you still have millions and millions of people that are uninsured or underinsured. Underinsured meaning that they have a high deductible. My son, my oldest son, works for a company with over 30,000 employees. Now, you think about the cost of health insurance for 30,000 people. It would be mind-boggling. So what they've done is they have set a $6,000 deductible. You have no co-pays, you have no anything. You're not getting a dime reimbursement until you hit six grand. That's a big number. So somebody like my oldest son loves community doctors for the reason that he's got direct access to things I've already spoken about. So that's a real cost savings, and of course it's a real peace of mind too. Because with children, any of the listeners that have children, my favorite saying is, as I've got four, that they never get sick on Tuesday afternoon. It's always Saturday night at 10 or 11. And now you go, holy cow, what do I do? Remember, we got pediatricians too, which is great. So if you're a new parent and you're just getting started and that baby's running a temperature of 100 or 101, you need peace of mind right now. Yeah, you can call mom and you can do this kind of thing, but you want to talk to a doctor. Again, we provide access to that, so that's what's so exciting. Yeah, now I have a background. I'm a, I'm a retired paramedic, firefighter paramedic, so I've, I've been trained, but when I had my own kids, like it, it freaked right. me out like if one of them got sick or had a fever or had an earache yeah. or had you know tonsils you know swelling or whatever so um, you know I would we, we've taken our daughter or something to you know one of these healthcare facilities when what you're saying is I could have literally called a doctor at three in the morning and yes. said hey this is what's going on and they could have walked me through here are your options and here's what what to do that's absolutely correct because I wanted peace of mind at the end of the day is she going to be okay is she going to be all right through the night. And right? you know what? Peace of mind is really well said. And that's absolutely true, especially with children. Because, you know, when children get sick and you're a loving parent, 
there is a deep concern. And I'd like to say that when you call the doctor's emergency number at 11 o'clock at night that you're going to get a phone call back, I'm sorry, you, you may, you may not, you just don't know. Um, so we really, we really feel a dynamic need in a lot of different ways, but, but that's one of them especially. And again, being a parent of four children, they're grown now, now I've got the grandchildren, but at the end of the day, I understand what we all went through. So, and like you're saying. It's, it's terrifying. Spot on. It really is. No, it is. Especially yeah. if you don't know. I want to tell you a real quick little story that I think you'll appreciate on the nurse line. This happened. Okay. Now, my daughter is 34, and when the children were younger, here we are, we all went to Disney. And we get back, and golly, Catherine had to be probably 12 years old at the time, maybe 10 years old at the time. And so they had those crazy glow sticks. Everybody buys them, you know. So we had the glow sticks. So we put everybody to bed. It was probably 12 o'clock at night. And I hear this horrific scream from my daughter's room. I go dashing in. She had this green glow-in-the-dark stuff all over her face and in her eyes. I'm going, oh, my God. I just flipped. Now, I know enough, you just don't start putting stuff on stuff because you could turn it to battery acid. I don't know what the chemical composition of this stuff is. Well, at that time, as I mentioned, Florida Hospital had a nurse line. We picked up the phone to the nurse line and in a microsecond, I had the answer. It's okay, it's not toxic, go ahead and wash it out. I wouldn't have had time to call 911, have the paramedics get here and the whole nine yards, so I had my answer instantaneously. So I always reflected back on that when we were aggregating all of our benefits, that a nurse line was absolutely mandatory for those personal experiences that I'd had. But, you know, think about it. You're a dad. You yeah. walk in, you see this all over your daughter's Freak face out. and then arise. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You know, nothing's worse. Nothing is worse than when something happens to your kids. Absolutely. So you started this 18 months ago. Um, talk to us about how, how you got started and how far you've come since then. Okay, great question. Um, when we began it, the first thing that we wanted to do was get it in front of people that had relationships because my background in employee benefits, needless to say, relationships with organizations, associations, with uh, you know, corporate groups, whatever the case might be. So we do work through brokers and there are certain subsets of marketplaces that are very, very attracted to our platform. Restaurants is an example. Hotels is an example. So think about it this way. You own a hotel or a restaurant. In our world, you can do what's called a class carve-out, meaning that you can take your managers and your executive staff and carve them into a different classification other than servers, the cooks, the waiters, or the people cleaning the bed linens or what, those types of things at a hotel. So those folks are typically not benefited at all. So when we talk to a broker and they have a relationship with a restaurant or a hotel or something in that vein, even the franchise organization that I mentioned to you a little bit earlier, then it gives that broker an opportunity to come in under very favorable circumstances and maybe build a new clientele, new relationship. Because that, that broker may do something else with the executive staff and we have no concern for that or what they do, but the long and the short of it is, Community doctors can be a fantastic door opener. So we've tried to work on those types of relationships. In addition to that, I've also opened doors myself in relationships. And one of the most exciting ones we have, which we're just now in the process of developing, is right here in Central Florida. It's a wonderful organization called Shepherd's Hope. There are five locations. It's, it's a, it was started by a, a pastor several, several years ago. There's five locations here in Central Florida. And who they serve are people that are the forgotten folks, the people that need health care but don't have the, uh, the qualifications maybe for a Medicaid. So they're kind of in that, in that middle. So 
the folks that they help have a certain income qualifier. If you exceed that income, then all of a sudden they're sort of stuck. They, they can't do anything because it, it goes against their business model and their funding you know, platform. So we approached Shepherd's Hope and said, well, let us help. Let us be able to be a resource that complements your organization. You're doing so much for the community. So now for the folks that you may not be able to assist due to that income situation, we would be able to certainly help. And so that's a relationship that we have, uh, we've just built and now we're in the process of working to develop that. But they're a phenomenal, phenomenal organization here in Central Florida. So those are the types of things that, that, uh, that we want to start to develop. We also have a relationship and in the process of developing this one. These relationships, as you can appreciate, Josh, a lot of times they take a while to develop. You just don't make a phone call and go, yeah, this is great, let's start. It, it takes a while. We have an organization out of Louisiana that has thousands of health insurance agents that are part of their association. So we've been on numerous conference calls with the executive director. Our next step is a conference call with the executive director and several of the board members. They want to be able to take the community doctor's platform and make that available to their multiple thousand uh, health insurance agents that are part of that. So again, can they use that with either opening a door or they can use that with uh, their existing clientele when they don't have any particular product that will fit the, the, the criteria, if you will. Uh, of affordability. And let me talk about affordability real fast, if I may. Sure. Our membership, this is going to blow you away, our membership costs about 55 cents a day. That equates to $16.95 a month. Now, who does that cover? That covers the member and all of their legal dependents, not $16.95 each, $16.95 for everybody. So if you have a family of five, divide it. Pretty amazing. And there's no limitations on how many times you can use our service platform. That's really off the charts. So our margins are low, but that wasn't our concern. Our concern was provide an amazing resource to our community, and I say community nationwide because we are in all states, nationwide that is going to solve a big problem for people, and that's access to affordable medical care. So this may be a, this may be a challenging question, but you know I know I have some uh, investors in the in the audience and they're running numbers in their head, right? Mm -hmm. They're saying, okay, how does that how does that pay for the doctors? How does that provide you know, you know the nurses, the pediatricians? How does this how does this fund them? What what's in it for them? And how does you know how does it work out for you financially? Well, when we've aggregated the benefits, we did not create the networks. The networks were already in existence. What our challenge was, was to tap into those networks that were typically and historically built for larger organizations, as I mentioned. My, one of my sisters uh, just got group insurance and she was so excited, she says, oh my gosh, this is so cool. I have telemedicine built in. She says, but I have a $40 copay every time I use it. Well, let me throw this out. Okay, the statistic is seven times out of 10, right? We can help you. All right, what happens on those three times out of 10, you can't? So you pick up the phone and you talk to a, a doctor and the doctor says, gee, I gotta tell you, you're gonna have to go see either an urgent care or your primary care physician. What's the first question? Well, do I get my 40 bucks back? <laughs> no, no, you don't. You talk to a doctor, it's- It costs you money. It costs you 40 bucks, yeah. which is still a good deal, but you don't get your 40 bucks back. So now you're very disenchanted. You know, you're, you're oh, well, this is a rip. I'm really frustrated. With us, there is no $40. So if the doctor says you really need to go see a primary care physician, et cetera, not a problem. Thank you so very much. There's no bill. 
So therein lies where I guess our business model is so incredibly powerful. But we did not create the networks. We are simply tapping into the networks that already exist and then we priced it relative to what our fees are to be able to access those network relationships. Nice. Um, in terms of growth, are you allowed to talk about you know, some of the, the growth that you guys had in terms of memberships or in, in terms of uh, milestones that your companies hit that we could share with the audience? Well, we can. We haven't, we're in the process of really you know, to get those flagships, if you will, those mm -hmm. flagship organizations. One that we're extremely proud to be associated with, and this is one of our early adopters, is an organization out of Ohio, Barberton, Ohio. And many of your listeners may be familiar with the new types of health insurance plans that are these Christian health shares. Mm -hmm. And there's MediShare, there's several of them out there. Well, the one we have is called Christian Healthcare Ministries. Wonderful organization. They suggest they have over 400,000 members and so on and so forth. So we approached them quite some time ago. And we said, look, you know, here's who we are, here's what we do, here's how we can help. And we didn't hear back for months and all of a sudden got an email and said, yep, love to have you. Sounds great. So we are now one of their preferred providers. So the way I look at it, Josh, is that's kind of a flagship for us. It's a large, substantial organization that did the due diligence on community doctors and said, yes, this is really a fantastic offering that we should make available to, uh, to our membership. And so they do. So we're still in the growth phase. Uh, you know, as you know, as an entrepreneur yourself, Time is, is the greatest benefactor in the world, but it's also the most frustrating and sometimes your enemy. So we are still in the process of the continued development of those relationships to move forward. Yes, we have hundreds of people that are participants because an individual can go to communitydoctors.com and they can enroll right now. Real simple, just join today, you join and you're all set. In a couple days you get this fantastic membership kit with hard plastic cards with the 800 numbers on them and how to access it and the instruction book and you've also got us, you know, in the event that you need us. So, uh, you know, we're in, in that growth phase. One of our brokers, as a matter of fact, just got us into a large chamber of commerce that he had a relationship with. So we're very excited about that. So with that chamber of commerce as an example, we created a subdomain and the subdomain for that chamber allows that chamber to have a little bit of an administrative fee. So as they promote the Community Doctors platform for the benefit of their members, they can also monetize. Are they going to get rich on $16.95 in a small administrative fee? No. But you know something? It just shows they care. We care enough about our members to be able to say, we think this is a solid program for those that want to take advantage. So you can either purchase online if you choose to do so, or if it's a corporate group, then of course we can list bill it, you know, the traditional ways that uh, most employee benefit plans are handled. So we have a lot of flexibility in, in what we can do. But it's just a matter of really getting us visible. That's really the key. The, yeah. the greater visibility we have, then that's going to continue to help us grow. So you mentioned uh, an organization called Shepherd's Hope, and uh, they, they serve uh, individuals who can't afford health care and that they're kind of... Uh, you know, they have five locations here. And then there's like a, a gap of people who they make a little bit too much money to get the subsidized right. from the government and they can't really afford insurance. So that's kind of like your niched audience yep. that, that you really truly like want to serve. And that's probably the biggest, the biggest like demographic pull, right? Correct. All right. So in your experience, like what has worked really well uh, for you to you know, connect with these kind of people, like your, your ideal customers? Like what has worked well for you guys in the past? So far what's happened is the relationships that we've already established, yep. once that relationship 
begins to create the visibility for community doctors to their membership or to their customer base, then they'll, they'll come in, they'll start to drive in. Because every time that a person comes in and purchases, of course, we get an email that lets us know, you know that another person has, has joined you know, the community doctors platform. So our goal is to get in front of as many organizations as we can. And then if they're as passionate about the business model as we are, then of course they'll spin it out and they'll get passionate to the people that are membership, uh, you know, the member relationship that they may have. And, and therein lies where it just takes time. Because we're not the only person knocking on their door. You know, we really, I was talking to, we have a small organization that's trucking. And uh, the guy is an executive with a company, but at the time he was a trucker and his back and, you know, the truckers, they, they go through a lot of real tough stuff. Okay. He says, Mark, I love this. He says, you know, when I'm over the road and I'm getting sick and I'm not back home for two to three weeks, what do you think I do? I suffer. He said, if we had this available to all of our truckers, these guys could literally pick up the phone while they're on the road and say, look, I need a Z-Pack or whatever. I'm going to be in Biloxi, Mississippi, call it into such and such a Walgreens. And I said, Carrie, that's absolutely correct. That's the mission. So we would love to tap into that trucking world because so many of these guys are 1099ers. Another example, single moms. I'm not a blogger, so I, you know, I'm an older guy, so I don't understand a lot of the dynamics of this. Yeah. But, you know... Both of my sisters are single moms. And I understand it's expensive for single moms. It just is, especially if you're a single mom with younger children, right? So if we could tap into the blogging world of single moms to say, look, we've got a wonderful resource for you. Now, why is that great for single moms? Well, let's think about it. Single mom's gonna drop a child off to a daycare center. Little Jimmy's got a runny nose and he's hacking up a lung. <laughs> what do you think the daycare's gonna say? They send him home. Send him home. Yeah. Okay, well, that's great. Well, now mom just lost a day's of work or maybe two days of work. So mom becomes financially impacted because her child is sick. And obviously the daycares don't want to be a breeding ground for sick kids because they'll all get sick. So it's a real compound thing. So when you really think in terms of how could you take, you know, this simple affordable platform and take it in a hundred different directions, my gosh, I have thought of areas that we could, that we could develop. So those are the things that we're trying to create the momentum to get in front of. Just get out there where people will look at this and say, this makes so much sense and it's so affordable that I'm not even going to miss you know, $16.95 a month to be able to, to take care of my children or me personally. Mark, what do you think, like what's your, what's your end goal for this, for this business that you're building? You know, so many times when you think in terms of exit strategies as an entrepreneur does, it's okay, I'm going to build this thing over five years, I'm going to you know, cash out for millions of dollars and go. I don't think that's ever been our design. I think our design is such that if there's anything that I would want to do, I'd want to pass it down to my children if one or two or all of them would want to be a participant in this. And to me, that's what's most important is what can I give back to my family and keep something like this alive moving forward? Now, if something came along that it was a, you know, an outright exit strategy that made sense, yes, of course, we would entertain it. I'm not stuck in the mud. But at the end of the day, we want to continue to grow this because here's the dynamic. Even though the healthcare world may change, and it will, they're trying to, you know, go through everything that's been changing over the last several years. So it's going to change. I do not believe it's going to go to any kind of a single-payer system. The, the cost would be horrific. 
and I think everyone knows this. So at the end of the day, most corporate employees, and there's over 100 some odd million people that are on wonderful group insurance plans, they're not going to want to relinquish those plans for a, a Medicare, Medicaid type format. So that being said, we have a multi, multi, multi year run because there's always going to be people that need our service. There's always going to be people with higher deductibles. Do not think that we're ever coming back to the days of $100 deductibles again. And I'm aging myself, but that's the way they were, you know, 30 some odd years ago. $100 deductible and you were off to the races. Uh, we haven't seen that and I couldn't tell you how such a loss does. So at the end of the day, we know that no matter what happens through time, we are going to be good to go. Our platform is going to be a solid long-term play and I don't see an end in sight. So yeah. that's kind of inconvenience. I think that's a big plus too. Sure. When I was a paramedic, we used to, um, the, the alarm would go off, you know, at the fire station and we would hear, hear an address and we, and we would remember the address because the, the person, we would call them frequent flyers, right? But, They're always sick or always, you know, maybe they weren't even sick, maybe they were just even lonelier. Right? Right. So they became uh, what we call the, the frequent flyers. The, in, in the medical term is hypochondriac where everything is a medical emergency to them yep. um, from stubbing a toe or whatever. So how, what, what, what prevents you guys from being taken, you know, taken advantage of in, in maybe a situation where someone's just like calling all the time? Like, have, well, here, and, and that, that might a, be a really no, no, difficult no, no, question. No, it's an excellent question. Okay. I understand it completely because I have a lot of friends that work in the over age 65 marketplace and, and you are absolutely right. They're just lonely. They yeah. just want somebody to, to have conversation with. So I totally understand that. It kind of comes back to like the insurance industry, if you will. There's the law of large numbers. In other words, if it was just me trying to provide this product to 10 neighbors, I could get crushed. But when I'm tapping into a network where there's millions of participants already, all I'm doing is I'm just tapping into that network. Ah. So because the law of large numbers is so substantial, it, it, it won't make a dent. So yes, there are going to be people that could use it with great frequency. My buddy I told you about with the 10 year old daughter that called in, he's one of them. Yeah. Not that he's a hypochondriac, mind you, but it's like, oh, I got it. I'm gonna go ahead and pick up, I'll pick up the phone. That's yeah. how he does. And that's okay. But again, because we're all tapped into the large component, the mothership, if you will, and I'm just a, I'm just a piece on that mothership, it, it won't have a, an impact. Ah, see, that's great. interesting. See, that makes sense because, you know, the, the influx that you could do because there's such a network, you have that support. Right. Ah, okay. Yeah, because here's the thing, too. Not only that, but our administrator, which is out of Dallas, um, the administrator that we selected helps manage and navigate all of these things for us. And in addition to that, if a person has a question about the benefits on our program, there's a call center that they can call into. The number's in the membership book. So if they just need to get more information about the Yetna Dental Network as an example, they can call in. How does it work? Go to what? You know, blah, blah, blah. Whatever the case might be. So it's not just, okay, you take it and, you know, you hope that you can talk to people. No, you take it and you know that you've got full-on resources behind you. Not just the doctors and the dentists and everything else that we have, the laboratory, but you've actually got that call center that is going to help navigate if you have questions about anything. Now, they're not open 24 hours a day. They're normal business hours. But our other services, which is uber critical, which is the telemedicine component and the nurse line component, those are 24 seven. Hmm. And that's gigantic. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. So what, what are some of the challenges that you've faced as building this and, and maybe something of how you overcame one of them? 
I would suggest probably when you build something new and no one's heard about you before, there's and you don't have any success stories to, to maybe drop in, then it's like, well, yeah, you know, send us some materials and we'll see what happens and so on and so forth. And I think that's the challenge that most entrepreneurs face when they're starting something brand new. Now, granted, I've had you know, the benefit of being within the financial services industry for more years than I can count. So I understand that nature, which is fine. But I also knew that if we have something that's so powerful and so helpful that it's just a matter of time until somebody says, that's cool. Yes, let's do it. And yes, we want to make it available to our membership. And once you've got two or three organizations, as big or small as they may be, I reference a flagship, but if you start off and you just get the small relationships in the very beginning, whether it be the chambers or the small companies or the restaurants or the hotels or whatever the case might be, you can do a little bit of name dropping to say, well, here's an industry that really enjoys our product and service, blah, blah, blah. But when you land that flagship, that gives you credibility in a marketplace. And I think that is what makes us so happy that yes, we were able to land that organization out of Ohio as our flagship that gives us a lot of credibility in the marketplace. So that's really the key for the young entrepreneur starting. Don't be discouraged and disappointed if everyone doesn't jump off the shelves you know, to get your product. Sometimes they will, many times they won't, especially if it's, if it's something brand new. But you know, I'll tell you something just for fun. We've owned the community doctor's name since 1999. Yeah, yeah. long time. And you know, we, we just knew it was a really cool name and someday that it would all just come together and fit like a glove. And uh, I just think that when we pick up the tel telephone to an organization as community doctors, wow, what do you do? We, well, yeah, and they'll listen. Now, what more could you ask for as an entrepreneur than to get somebody on the other side of that telephone or face-to-face -face that will listen to you? And our logo has the doctor colors, you know, that greenish, you know, scrub color. So all those kind of components, I think, come into play. So we like it that we get our phone calls answered. We like it that we get our emails opened. And, and we like it that we have enough organizations out there that are starting to, you know, jump on board with us. And now it's a matter of them getting it out to their, to their folks. So the biggest thing is don't be discouraged. That's the biggest thing that'll crush an entrepreneur oh, yeah. is just discouragement because you just don't think, but you never know where that breakthrough is going to come. And that's what, that's what keeps you holding on. And, and if you can't do that, then go get a job, right? Go get a job. If you want to be an entrepreneur, you're digging a whole different ditch, but it's worth it. If it pays off, it's worth it. And if it doesn't pay off on your first venture, never become discouraged. Learn from it, because I've done so many things in my life. You know, I think I mentioned to you over the phone that you know, in 1999, we were building the largest vertical search engine for the insurance industry. That'd be a whole different tape, but we were way too early to the dance. And we put in hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars to make that happen. But our industry was so backward in 1999 and that was a total miscue on my part. So you know what? Take your licks. It's okay. Just keep moving forward. Just, just never quit. Awesome. So, Mark, if people want to learn more about you, mm -hmm. connect with you, and learn more about this, uh, maybe as an option for themselves and their families, mm -hmm. where can people go to find that? Well, two things. A, if you go to communitydoctors.com, that is going to provide all the information about who we are, what we do, and it gives you the opportunity to, to join. And um, outside of that, we have a LinkedIn 
profile for Community Doctors. So you can go to Community Doctors on LinkedIn. And then I also have a personal, which is our, our corporate uh, LinkedIn profile, which is uh, under Mark D. Gebhardt. So I threw the middle, middle initial in there to be really formal. <laughs> so go. anyway, so between that, they can learn a little bit about us, who we are. But the community doctors uh, on LinkedIn will give good insight as well as the community doctors uh, online. Or they can pick up the phone and call. If you go to the community doctors website, our phone number is clearly there. I'm happy to entertain anybody with any questions on how we might be able to be of service. But it's really exciting. It's an exciting time. It's a, it's a very discouraging time for a lot of folks. but. I think it's a very exciting time because any time that there are needs to be filled, I think it is up to us, that entrepreneurial society that exists out there, to try and fill those needs. Yeah. Mark, what question should I have asked you that I totally missed the mark on? That's a really good question. I don't know. I mean, I, th I think you've, you know, you've done such a great job, or maybe I've just done a great job of rambling here, but at the end of the day, um, I, you know, am I happy with my life? Hey, Mark, are you happy with your life? I am. <laughs> I am. But tell us why. Well, because I think of all the wonderful things that I am so blessed to have, and I'm so grateful. I truly am. It's not, it's not to say that you, you haven't gone through the hard times and the difficult challenges and all the kind of things that life puts in front of you. You know, my oldest son is just recovering from cancer. He's 43. You know, that's a tearjerker. That's hard. And so, Everyone goes through, and that's just one story. I've got tons, as every family does, as every person does. But at the end of the day, if you wake up in the morning and you've got something that you can get excited about, and if you don't have something to get excited about, at least be thankful for what you have at that point and that you woke up that morning. Because you know what? If you just wake up that morning, you can change your life. Awesome. Well, I'm glad I asked you that question, Mark. I'm glad you did. <laughs> All right, so ladies and gentlemen, uh, I'm really glad you guys joined in and, and listened in on this conversation between Mark and myself. And, and uh, I encourage you to go to the show notes, and we'll have all those links to the LinkedIn and, and to Community Doctor. So if you guys want to learn more about Mark, his business, what he's doing, connect with him, ask some questions, and, and heck, even sign up for, for this uh, awesome service, go to the show notes, and you can click on that and go there directly. Um, Mark, thanks for coming on the show. Josh, thank you very, yeah. very much. Yeah, absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening in, and we will talk to you all on the next episode. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for listening in on today's episode. If you would like to be a guest on the show or start up a conversation with me, Josh, your host, send me an email to josh at orlandoentrepreneurs.org. You can also find out more information on Orlando's entrepreneurial ecosystem, discover resources to help you start and grow your business, and subscribe to future shows by visiting www.orlandoentrepreneurs.org.